welcome everybody to episode 10 of the box and the podcast where we discuss all things video games and uh what else mike well just life in general and guru stuff mostly but then also this is about video games so Mm -hmm. the podcast about video games that's what we chat about and this is special episode uh super smash bros i believe smash Um, bros smash bros time and uh the reason why is because we are joined tonight by uh two brothers uh dan the best best, dan and kurt strangier um why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself dan yeah what's up guys dan here uh me and mike and maddie go pretty far back about as, as far back as one could go i've known mike since fifth grade and that puts you a bit, bit earlier than that matt i can't yep. quite do the math there <laughs> uh but, but mike it's and i fun. grew up in a lot of adventures some video games some not but i think over the course of that trajectory i think there's a lot of yeah. gaming interjected in there either yeah. casually or directly absolutely so. and kurt um kurt you know you sort of you're on my page you know you have an older bro and mm-hmm. who's gaming and yeah go ahead and uh, you know tell us about yourself yeah totally well you know i'm uh obviously dan's younger brother um speaking of going back i, I suppose you can say that dan dan and i go back about as far back as one could possibly go. <laughs> uh, i true. cannot remember cannot remember a time that he wasn't on so Thank you. uh but yeah i mean dan and i um you know obviously uh video games have been kind of a uh i don't know i mean uh, a fairly big part of our kind of dynamic like, Growing yeah. up, we would always play games together, Mario Kart, Smash as well. Um, oh, absolutely. You play I, Pokemon I a lot. A fairly big Pokemon, yeah. Man, I, yeah, way back in the day, I remember coming over and Kurt was playing Pokemon in that, that so I think it was funny. a Ford Explorer that your mom had. The, yeah, yeah. The yeah. white Ford. Yeah, and I, he was, you're in the back. You wouldn't get out of the car. We're like, Kurt, come on, we're going in. He's like, I'm playing Pokemon. <laughs> Kurt, I, I don't blame that. Yeah, you saw the man on a mission, you know. Yeah, car, car Pokemon. That enough said. That's that's where I'm like I'm living. So um, now that uh, you know, we did a little bit of introductions here. Mike, I know you have a big yeah. announcement, and this is breaking news. This is you heard it here first. Go ahead, pleb. Got Do your thing. the switch. I got the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Been really wanting to get it. My bro hooked it up. He was at Target. He mm-hmm. said, it's here, it just stocked, and I was like, pull the trigger, let's buy it, because it was between the Peloton, a dining table, <laughs> and I got the Switch, so now I don't yep. really have a place to eat, nor do I have any <laughs> exercise in my life, but I'm playing Sunset Riders. I found oh, out that you can classic. download the arcade version of Sunset Riders. I'm impressed. I put in like 150 hours, and I got it yesterday, so um, that's a lot of hours, and I'm, I think I might stream it. So I'm pretty pretty excited. Ooh. Maybe I'll stream Sunset Riders. I'll be a Twitch guy. Oh, I'm gonna jo- Sunset Riders. <laughs> I'm imagining the the arcade game with the cowboys that I played at Toppers as a that's boy. It. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That was my favorite one. game. I didn't know it was gonna be an option, and then I searched for it mm. when I got all set up, and it was there. So I've been playing that. If you have a Switch, I'm you can actually play impressed Riders. you found that. I didn't even know that was available either. That you know we played Blood on the Magic. SNES way back. Yeah. And man, what a classic game! We played that with Big uh, Papa Lord and yep, Big Low. Woo, man, what a classic banger! But I Mike, was having, yeah, it was nostalgic. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I thank you for getting it for me. But just oh, want to make that announcement. 
Let's get back to the hot seat for our guests, huh? We got some Ooh. questions for them. Yeah, we have some questions. So this one, this, you know, uh, we'll just go in. We'll have Dan answer and Kurt answer, how, however you guys want to do it. Um, so let's let's get the first one going. And this is a big one. No pressure. What is your favorite game of all time? Wow, just going right for it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of like <laughs> nope. ro- romance me up a little bit there. We, like, we, we don't do gonna, that. I'm going to give all so time, many caveats guys. to this. All time. And, and favorite, the most influential, I don't know who to say. So I... I was thinking about this. I got a few, and I got a story shout out to Perfect Dart, the lesser oh. known, okay. better version of GoldenEye. Anyone that says that the GoldenEye is the best game, Perfect Dart is unequivocally they better. They just didn't play Perfect Dart. Wow. They just didn't play it. It's the same game. <laughs> um, Fair. And then uh, Smash Bros, Melee, Counter Strike, yep. Portal. That kind of encompasses my MO for video games, how I think about them, what, I, what the kind of the game loops I appreciate, and, and what's really stuck to me. I love that. Kurt, how, mm-hmm. how are you looking over there? Yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, Dan's taste in video games and my taste in video games is pretty similar because um, I bros. played the games that he played being his younger brother. <laughs> yeah, I respect um, it. Bros being bros. Bros being bros, right? So I have big appreciation for Smash, those kind of skill-based fighters, shooters, all that kind of stuff. But probably what I have the biggest soft spot in my heart for, like the one I'm most nostalgic for, mm-hmm. most love for, would be like, platformers like um, oh i would probably have to give it to like mario 64 just you know Legendary. all around solid moving around jumping is so much fun safe that golden age golden golden game yeah wow well i love those i love your guys's answers well-rounded perfect dark i mean i love that little sort of uh you know that curveball out there you know most people would say you know golden eye but i'm loving it um so let's keep it going so uh we kind of have like a um we have a bit of like an inside running joke around here. We talk about the, the family e-machine or the, the family computer. (laughs) Um, do you guys like have an experience with like a family computer? Because I know I can envision Dan sitting in front of Mm -hmm. our family computer, like right now playing counter-strike. I already know what that e-machine looks like. I can tell you how (laughs) many hours that Maddie and myself and Mike would play counter-strike at one to four in the morning and just (laughs) switch off every death. Yeah. That machine, that thing had some pretty good life, and you gotta show some respect to E-Machine. I, I, yeah, yeah, it really does. It really does. And we'll talk more about Counter Strike uh, in a in a sec. Cool, cool. Um, but do you guys I, did you guys have one over at the Strangier household or? I, I actually do. Yeah, my my story is actually going to somewhere about Counter Strike, but I think probably a lot of them will. But I had we had this Dell two hundred megahertz. Eight megabytes computer that must, I think cost thirty eight hundred dollars USD. This was a at the time. computer. Yeah, <laughs> baller computer. But the thing is, when Counter Strike came out, the computer could still barely play it, and so yeah. for some reason, Counter Strike had a feature where you could shrink your viewable screen. Oh, okay, I so remember I, this. So yeah. this is cool. This, I, when I figured this out, yeah. and there wasn't a limit, you could take that sucker down <laughs> to like three by three inches. So I had basically 60 frames per second of a three by three window compared to my like five frames per second. And here's, here's the worst part about this though. I got really good at that. But the way the screen shrunk down, the crosshair didn't move, even though the screen was a little bit off center on the center. So my crosshair, I kid you not, was below their feet, but I was stoked because I had buttery smooth counter-strike and I played like that for almost a year straight until we got a better computer. That was how resilient I was with the the local e-machine. Man, that's a great story. 
What a, I love that. What, yeah. I think I remember you. Yeah. How close yep. were you to the screen though when you're looking at it? Were Dude. you like right in there? At 12 years old, I'm just stoked to have a machine yeah. that can game. I'm online, yeah. you know, like I'm living the dream. You don't, you're not, you don't see yeah. the big black box that's literally the entire computer screen in front of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that just goes in right into our next question. Um, like when can you guys like envision when you first started gaming or like what was your very first console? This would be a little bit beyond like a, just a PC. Can you remember uh, those kind of times? Kurt, Dan? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I mean, obviously like I was gaming since I was pretty young. Yeah. For me to tell you like what was the first, that's hard. Um, yeah. I would say probably since I was like four or five, I had played okay. video games since I could like hold a controller reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I really remember was, um, I mean, obviously Mario 64. And there was this one game for Sega Genesis. It was like, Dan, you remember this one. It was, it was like Primal Rage. Primal or Rage! It was like, it was like the dinosaur game fighting game. so sick! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Street Fighter with dinosaurs and apes, and it was brutal. Wow, Kurt. I didn't <laughs> understand is... it at all, and <laughs> I was like four epic years reference. old. <laughs> that probably messed you up just long-term mm-hmm. damage. Yeah. I didn't know you were playing It all makes sense time. now, Kurt. I didn't yeah. know that. Primal I'm Rage like buttons. And meanwhile, Dan is like teleporting behind me with like the with the ape. I'm like, how are you doing that? Like, what button is that? And I think that's the beauty of being the younger brother is you watch and you never really know what's going on until, you know, until much later in life. Yeah. And then, who knows, you may even surpass the the, become the, the older brother. Yeah, you become yeah, the boss. That's what happened. Literally. I was way better at video games when we were younger, I remember. Uh, and yeah. then you were just smash. yeah, exactly, smashing buttons. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're never going to be better than me at anything. And then now you're the best player that I've seen. <laughs> and I can uh, barely start a computer know. up and turn it off. So that's how fast <laughs> that changes. But, I mean, it's so fun that we get to have these nostalgic memories of brother and brother because it is so... We got the exact same time between each other and age-wise, so yep, you do come yep. up and seeing the older brother play. But to this day, an ideal gaming scenario for both of you, is it morning gaming with coffee or late night with a cocktail? I mean, I'll be honest. I, 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 I've, uh, <laughs> I, I've transitioned to straight D-Gen late night gaming with, with, with the beer. I mean, for me, that's yeah. the time with hang out with the boys. Like, especially during COVID too, it's almost a no-brainer. But uh, with how social games are, with the, the prevalence of Discord and 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 yeah. cooperative gameplay, for mm-hmm. me it's a slam dunk of like my girlfriend barely understands it too. She's like, "Oh, you're just gonna play video games?" No, I'm going to hang out with the boys. We're yeah, popping some beers. Yeah, you know, it's, it it's a really emotionally bonding experience that unless you experience it, it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. This is that a brought social me back. Moment. Yeah, it brought me back for the pandemic because Matt let me the playstation and then i was like this is way more social than yeah. i knew when we were playing counter-strike around the e-machine and talking to no one and staying up all night but this it's just everyone's connected so what about you kurt what which one do you prefer i mean super same honestly um like again all of the boys are on at night so i don't, I don't know i enjoy like, like dan said it's a very social thing it's really, it's like uh during covid especially mm-hmm. It's a replacement for like going out and like meeting people in person, right? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to people. Uh, I would have to go with evening, evening games mm-hmm. with a with a drink. Mark. Excellent. I like it. Excellent. I respect that. Cheers to that for sure. And this this is a real quick question, Dan. 
now we're just jumping real quick back to CS. Who introduced you to Counter-Strike? You know, I, I couldn't even tell you that. I played Half-Life 1, and that game was revolutionary at its time. I think, honestly, obviously on the same 200 megahertz Dell E-Machine. I, I just remember going to Best Buy, and I saw the box. Of Counter- I still remember this box to this day. It's the guy with the blue little vest on and he's holding oh, his gun yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and and back then you, you bought the disc and and i i don't know that that kind of started the lifelong journey of Dang. of that game that was it just one best buy trip is all it takes. i mean i might have gotten you guys into it honestly <laughs> you I did know. i think yeah. yeah you did that's why <laughs> no i'm joke. even because like i accredit like you're credited with all the counter-strike that really took off in our lives for sure yeah and that had a huge impact really did. Sure. It had a huge chain reaction. Um, Mike, go ahead and, and set yeah. us up with the next little, because Dan, you were in my band lady finger. We were in a band together. If no one knew that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of peak of, that's when I peaked for sure in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's all been downhill since, but for me too, not just you. Sorry. Okay. Cool. <laughs> just making sure I wasn't, I was like, gonna, you know, is it just me? Okay. It's everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dan. Um, but, you were the main writer of all our music, which is amazing. But we, you wrote a, a, a song, "Legend of a Hero." Certified banger, was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, it was. It is. It is still <laughs> Ladyfinger's banger of the century, and it will play out this episode. <laughs> yes, we have it. So oh, it's a man. little, yeah, a little Easter egg for everyone. Stay till the end because yeah. you'll be able to hear "Legend oh, of a Hero." But tell us, that was about Zelda, right? I don't yeah, remember. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Legend of a Hero, it's got, you know, it's got a cool little nod too. You know, it doesn't quite, it's not hitting you over the head with it. But if you know your lore, you know, you can make, you can make the connection. You know, I think ultimately, I just think I was being cool by being kind of taking the story of Zelda and make it into an emo and edgy song. But you know, I think the difference back then is gaming wasn't so mainstream, and like the most I saw in pop culture was in high school, like Hot Topic. I wasn't going there all that often, but I happened to stumble in. And they had one or two t-shirts of a super sick Metroid for NES t-shirt that I bought and loved. And it was so cool. And that at the time was kind of like about as edgy as gaming culture yeah. kind of permeated, you know, the scene. Yeah. And so I kind of thought I was doing that with, with the song. Um, might not be as cool today since it's so prevalent, but I think I think the Zelda wasn't as, as mainstream maybe then in terms of everyone's diction and, and vernacular. It's so cool. It is. We listened. It's amazing. It's so good. (laughs) It's a banger, as the new kids call it. It's a banger. Certified banger. Certified banger. And so, Mike, go ahead and... uh, So this is when, you know, we're just going to do an old-fashioned pivot. And mm -hmm. it's time for Super Smash Bros. talk. So get out your GameCube controllers, because we're going in. Um, Well, boys, who are your mains these days? uh kurt want to go first on that one um you know i i could ask the question what game but i it's the same for most to be honest with you. <laughs> if you were to ask me what my main was my uh, answer yeah. would start and end with uh captain james douglas falcon <laughs> oh, <laughs> little falcon punch action going down okay okay i've that i mean that's the that's a classic um i just saw like a meme the other day where it was talking about like how people associate Captain Falcon more with with Smash than um wow why am I forgetting the F Zero. I mean there it is, right? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly point proven. It's literally yeah. like Smash only basically. Um so Dan, how about you, dude? 
Yeah, it was an interesting theory in the, in the Smash scene that, that some people really, their characters embody their personality. And, and Kurt and Captain Falcon, there's something about it that I think when he turned an adolescent or a late male, Captain Falcon embodied his, I don't know, yep. his persona, his energy, his vibes. And Respect the local that. scene he grew, I mean, it, Captain Falcon was a good fit. Like, you'd never see this kid play like Julie Puff. It just, it's just so antithetical yeah. to his, his energy. Me, I'm not so gravitated towards a, a character's play style, but I, I mean... Uh, Dr. Mario and Falco. And actually, there's a great video of me on YouTube on at Evo in Las Vegas playing the 20th best player in the world on stage and what? getting utterly wrecked. I, it was wow. my very first game. Someone has to play these kids because the way a bracket works is everyone starts at the very bottom. So even the number one in the world plays Joe Scrub, like Dan over here. And so I show up at eight in the morning in Las Vegas after partying with this kid and his friends. And this kid just steamrolls me in front of all my friends. I'm like, well, I, I think I got one stock out of eight, and it was. Uh, Lucky you're in Vegas, though, because yeah. then you can you can drink maybe hang out. Once one you're off. out of the tournament, the real yeah. tournament begins. <laughs> Wait, what does my main being uh, Mr. Game and Watch mean about? What does that say about me? You're quirky. You think you're you think you're cool. <laughs> what about what about Kirby? You don't care about tier lists. <laughs> yeah. There, you, there we go. Well, mine's Kirby. Oh, Isn't Mike, Kirby? you like sucking things, dude. That's what. Uh, I, <laughs> dang it! I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, but um, I'll take that as my main. That kind of represents. <laughs> Kurt, let's get into what you started, man. I. You started Smash Bros. League or something along those lines, correct? Like, tell us about that sort of time. And are you still doing that? Yeah, not so much anymore these days. I've had a lot of... I, I played a lot of Smash, tell you what. But to get back into how it started, um, I guess it all started... I was watching a YouTube video, right? And I saw people playing competitive Smash. Mm -hmm. Mind you, this is never something I even knew existed. You know, I couldn't even imagine it. And... The video was called Wombo Combo, and if you know it, you know it, and if you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. But it's this video of a tournament set where this insane team combo happens, and it's, like, ballistic. People are shouting. People are losing their minds, and it's worth a watch if you just look Wombo Combo. Mm -hmm. But I got me thinking about it, and I look it up, and I go on Smashboards.com, and I find, like... Like tournaments, Smash Fest, there are none around me, right? It, it's like it's a three hour drive to go meet up with some people playing in like a dorm room somewhere, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity, right? Uh -huh. and I was like, well, that's not good, and right? So, yeah, where did it host, start? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I hosted a tournament in my garage. I put, I made like a little Facebook group and we got this like this ragtag group of hooligans. I love it. And we build this little local, the 805 scene, right? Dang. And Did you play uh, Chris Lindbergh by chance? Another friend of ours? Is that ringing any bells? He kind of he ended up living you. close to us. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. he ever quite entered the scene. The scene is if you know what you do, if you don't, you don't kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think your tournament series, Kurt, kind of culminated in uh, kind of off of where was it? Off of Moore Park with like what was what was the entry count on that? The biggest one was. Um... It was by, it was at the Palm Garden Hotel over by In and Out, and I think we got a hundred and twenty. Yeah, that sounds entrance. right. Yeah, mm, roundabouts. Mm -hmm. Dang. So it was it was a lot of fun, honestly. Turn and organizing. That's so it sounds. Like, yeah, it sounds amazing. Like, I mean, and it was all like Facebook organized. Is that the is that the big one? That's like the main way to spread the info. 
Even today, yeah. Um, the mo- that's the main reason I don't know most of us still have Facebook pages. Is, is because... Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, mine's Kurt, family we'll... heritage, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just lineage, and <laughs> staying. But did you play for money? Just out of curiosity, was there money yeah. involved? Yeah, yeah. totally. Just well, sure. I mean, if you win, you get money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the biggest amount that you won? Did you win? Did or someone won with your tournaments? Um, I never won any of my tournaments. Um. That'd be yeah. I've, that'd be kind of shady. Well, <laughs> it's also um, I don't know what you call it. They call it the TO's curse, or I don't know whatever. If you TO a tournament, you're not gonna you're gonna do poorly. That's just how mm. that's how the curse. It takes works. a lot of energy. You see, if you see a tournament organizer in person running a tournament, it is oh, stressful. Yeah. yeah, and they're working, moving, and grouping to make sure everyone's happy. The brackets moving along. To get 120 people to lose twice in bracket is a lot of video games. A lot of wrangling. Oh my sheep. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well. um... You know, Kurt, uh, well, we heard, Dan, you took on that crazy Vegas guy, so I know who your hardest opponent is. How about you, Kurt? Who who would you say, uh, you know, really works it in Smash? Oh, man. I mean, I've played a lot of people in pools and gotten stomped by a lot of people. Um, hmm. You don't have to say his yeah. name. You could just be like, you could describe the person. <laughs> Descri- describe his he eyes. Was vicious. <laughs> no, he was uh, dead behind. He's a cold-hearted <laughs> killer. He had a silly tank top on. Uh, no, part of this person, de- definitely Mango. It was fun to play against him. Um, yeah, so his 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 smash tag, if you will, his gamer mm-hmm. tag. Uh, he Got goes it. by Mango. Uh, Cloud9 sponsored him for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I played him in pools. I think I got a stock off him, and that's because he thought he was super sick, and he is. Uh, he went off stage to do some crazy edge guard, and I like you know barely killed him. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah definitely mango. And Man. just like is is like the techniques because I'm sort of a I'm honestly a smash pleb. I mean, I'm a game and watch main. Um, but like when it comes to like a smash opponent, what is going on that makes them such a good player? Is it their technique or their their just their game instinct? It's probably 60-40. So definitely having fast hands, being technically competent goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other 40% is seeing things that you don't, right? Where they realize like, oh, this is safe for me to do. And like, these are your only options, basically. They see the game like, this sounds kind of, I don't know, uh, trite or like, you know, people say this a lot. They're playing chess and you're playing checkers, right? And it's really, really true. I understand that one pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. A lot of my day is, is happens like that. Yeah. A lot of people no, are playing that's... chess. I'm playing checkers. So yeah. I get you. That's great. That's a great way to explain it. Seriously. I think it, it is that gamer sense that I definitely don't have. And then you see these people that are on Twitch, these, some of these top Twitch, Twitch streamers, and you're like, how do they know to do that? And it just, they're, they're just, much better and they have that sense of how to play the game which is pretty impressive but between dan and you have you ever thrown a controller at the screen when you got <laughs> beaten smash no 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 that's not, not my jam i, I Kurt has more passion and, and fire in his belly i uh but i i don't i have nothing to say on that <laughs> i don't think i've ever thrown a controller i've gotten extremely salty like like dan said that was a nice way of putting it i'm very passionate about the game yeah <laughs> I experience my emotions intensely, but um, no, I don't think I've ever thrown a controller. It, it does okay. happen, though. If you oh, it happens. You'll hear that You'll sound. It's it. a sad, sad sound. 
a good controller, mind you. Game controllers, <laughs> you might not know this. There is a deep, dark hole of finding perfect GameCube controllers. And when you find mm -hmm. one that has just the right nuances to it, to see a good controller get thrown down in a fit mm -hmm. of rage, <laughs> it hurts me and everyone else in the venue to see that happen. The sound is unmistakable. It's like, <laughs> you hear it, it's piercing throughout the whole venue. You're like, ooh. Just... <laughs> That's really it. Oh my gosh, I could only imagine hearing a beautiful GameCube controller just get obliterated. Um, oh. So that kind of we're 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 like motoring right on through our Super Smash Bros. talk. So this this last question sort of rounds it all out. Mm -hmm. um, would you guys? This is hypothetical now. Would you play a, a mashup game between Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros.? And how would you envision that being played? I'll say I would definitely play it because whatever genius can think of this, I'm one of, I want to be part of that for sure. Uh, <laughs> I thought of that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Mike is pure genius over there. Yeah, you... I would play it. Uh, the, the The real question is, how does this game play? Right? Is it like? Because I reckon it has to be like most. Is it mostly Mario Kart or is it mostly yeah. Smash? Right? Like, <laughs> you got to figure that Yeah, that's. I'm, we have I'm to figure that one out. Have still. to race. You would have to race while beating some butt. You know, up. what's I, interesting? I think Mario Kart's success was not only the characters, but it kind of did have Smash in it before Smash was out. In the sense of, it is a battle racer. I don't always argue that. Mario Kart was the original driver mixed with Smash because it has battle. Actually, screw it. It's called battle mode. It's it does have battle mode. mode. It does have battle mode. <laughs> That's right. Battle mode is the best part of Mario Kart. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Isn't that when you like, you just like are hucking bombs. You and got stuff, the right? balloons and your balloons oh, are stocks. Yes. It's, it's all baked in. It's right oh, there. Oh, <laughs> there we go. It's already been done, Mike. All right, I just back. want to check how yeah you guys yeah. were up to date on all that. So that's cook good. up more ideas, Mike. <laughs> cook up more. Although ideas. I, would I couldn't beat like, you that time. I would play like a Mario Kart like death race mode where you have to like knock each other off the course or something. Oh, funny! Mm. Last one alive. There we go. I like that. Yeah, that's that Nintendo. They're not one of our sponsors, but they could be. So they could be a sponsor of ours if they <laughs> wanted to shout them out. Good, good luck. The Smash team has been trying their hardest to get Daddy Nintendo to pay them any attention. But, uh, yeah, we like to sh we it. shout them out every episode just in case they're listening. <laughs> yeah, you're not a sponsor they, yet, but they may. You could they be. Maybe. You may be. And um, you know, we also, you know, I, you guys, I'm sure, do you guys watch the Nintendo Direct from yesterday? Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. Well, we got like a couple, you know, we can just react a little bit to some of this news. Um, like a few things that came from there. We're going to just move it along to the news and trending topics um, section of the episode. And so what do you guys think about Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming to Smash? I'm happy to see another anime character in the roster. Uh Fire! I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Xenoblade's uh, <laughs> a cool game. That was, I cool. Honestly have that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's hey, let's call a spade for a spade. Yeah, exactly. These are tier three characters that don't belong in a Nintendo game, and it seems like a reach. I don't know. Uh, not yeah. very exciting. And then you know, there should be something said here that I think there's some argument made that's that kind of degrading the the, the Smash experience with overtly sexualized characters that have never experienced mm. the Smash game before. Mm. I think those two points. Kind of a weird misstep that is uncharacteristic because usually Nintendo is like very protective of any IP that enters Smash and it just seems like a very odd move and definitely not one that Sakurai, the developer, 
I would have put any bet any money on him doing. Hmm. You're right. Good it point. Is a, wow. Those are spicy characters. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I mean, could you guys see yourself playing those those vo- those two? But maybe, maybe not. Oh yeah, for sure. Not I sure. mean, <laughs> maybe if they were like super busted, right? If they had like the sickest moves. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, yeah, good moves and. Um, yeah, well, I mean that I got like I picked like three little things out of this bad boy, but I'm I'm really excited for the new Super Mario Golf game. Um, Me too, actually. Yeah. I love the Mario Sports games. Mm-hmm. And this one looks great. You got a motion control uh, feature. I think that's gonna be a nice little touch. And you can play as a me, your me character. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. This is gonna be pretty cool. They look swag. Wario's outfits looks dapper. Just it looks great. Got great swag on it. I'm excited for that one too. <laughs> it's it swagged. And uh, and Kurt, I saw that you're also like a you're an Animal Crossing fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I checked out your Insta. I was like, all right, Kurt, I see some Animal Crossing here. And uh, like, what do you think about the Mario uh, themed items like dropping in that in that world? Uh, I think it's cool to have certainly. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't played a ton of Animal Crossing. Since um, they put this one update out where you had to like collect Easter eggs and you could like you could like fish an Easter egg out of the river, mm. you know what I mean? Were you, were you there for that? Uh, to be honest, this is going to sound pretty blasphemous, but I haven't played this Animal Crossing yet. Okay, well that's okay. Th- there's an update where basically imagine if half of the things you did there was like a chance that you just get like a useless Easter egg that you can redeem for like uh, uh, Easter bunny furniture. <laughs> You're not your salad artist. Sounds okay. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe Hard pass. maybe I'm the yeah. only one who didn't like the Easter uh, the Easter Bunny furniture set. But no. Um, no, I think it's really cool that they're continuing to support this game uh, this late into its. I mean, it's been almost a full year now, and they're still yep. yeah. like, doing pretty mm. frequent events for it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it is, and, and it looked cool. The stuff looked cool. Mike, are you gonna play that on the Switch, dude? I think it's time. I think I'm gonna download it tonight. But like, this is the most important <laughs> news uh, out of that. So the Mario Kart Super Smash Bros. mashup. What are you guys thinking about that? <laughs> yeah, the one they announced the right? When they announced yeah, it, yeah, I, I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. 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 No, they did. They they the threw new it mode, in there. Battle mode is coming in. <laughs> they said, "This is how we're gonna end this. Enjoy." Actually, I'm. Yeah, there. The direct was sort of like in all in all, I was like that direct could have been a little better. I was expecting a lot. Um, I mean, the best news in that, the hot take is, is they said. Breath of Wild 2 news is coming out later this year. That, that <laughs> was like the best part of the thing. <laughs> Just right at the end, they threw it in there. They did. By the way. So that was a bit of a sad... I mean, at least they came right out front and just like said it. Because sometimes they can leave you... You know, they can leave you hanging a little bit. So I'm like, okay. I respect yeah. what you're doing. I'm happy with that. Maddie, did you ever play Splatoon? Either one or two? I did. I've played a lot of two. Okay. A, so yeah, I mean, three guy. looks cool. I... I you got to give Nintendo props for trying to invent a new genre, right? Splatoon is their, I think, take on mm-hmm. the shooter genre, and it's, you know, it's a, a kid version, which is fine. The gameplay yeah. is cool, but I'm curious what your take on, on 2 is, and if you're excited for 3. I mean, I'm I'm excited for 2. Or, I'm excited for 3. Um, it 2 had a lot of, like, really fun elements. I loved decking my character out in, like, cool gear. I thought that yeah. was really fun. Um, th- on honestly my initial take on three was i was like this looks almost the same as two like and is three just gonna be does that mean two is just gonna complete it like they're gonna stop supporting that game is what i thought yeah 
But you're right. I think it's great that Nintendo Star and it's I think Splatoon is under the radar shooter for yeah, sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Under the radar, really good. It does deserve a lot more. Um Mike, that's probably a game we should play, actually. I think that I think you get a kick. Yeah. I'm writing I got a lot of notes on this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like yeah, playing and, Mario Kart Smash and, uh, tonight. Yeah. And... <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little Warriors quiz Pants later. Golf question. Warriors <laughs> Pants Golf. <laughs> I got some anime characters that are a little bit too <laughs> too much. Late for Smash. Smash. Download Late. Smash for the first time ever today. <laughs> point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what well, is Smash Bros? Not <laughs> um, I mean you guys it's been a fun time. It has really been has. a fun time, and we don't have any corrections from last week. We were no. just squeaky Nailed it. clean. Nailed I everything. I said every perfect, every word just Me too. perfect. And um, you guys, it really was a blast. Um, we're just going to do like a quick social media shout out for, for the boss, uh, for the, for our social media handles. Um, Twitter, uh, you can follow the podcast at Boss Pleb um and Mike, instagram, instagram at boss plebcast and then we just want to do a special shout out to squadcast who mm, isn't our yes. sponsor but that's where we flow all this beautiful talking through mm-hmm. and also want to give a shout out to dan and his oh, music yeah. that he wrote for ladyfinger which is oh, about yeah. to it's about to hit right after this and stay. Thank you so much for joining Kurt. Do you guys want to like pitch anything or anything uh, the listeners need to uh, take a look at? Mike and Matt, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. You guys rock. Love this podcast. Like the idea. Keep, keep rocking on. And the music you're about to hear, Mike also co-wrote that. So don't let him squeak out of this without admitting <laughs> some guilt of this. He was so also responsible. He's on this track. So <laughs> <laughs> the, that's, that's that was when we peaked, man. I love it. I love that we know that that's where it was. But I, I love hearing it. Kurt, so much fun having you we appreciate it pleasure boys let's do it again and cheers to super smash cheers to super smash love y'all have a good night guys of a hero the country awaits us all that will save what people only dream about the notes i play soothe the deaf and my words are sure the weak but who's to save me take my prayer and run with it run with it run the fast and cut the corners would things ever be the same Trapped in a story I never asked to be in But that's not for me to say It seems leaves fall as the season turns again And my life begins to end As it's time to forget it all Lightning strikes and I am
Thought you'd better let me forget. I thought you'd help me then.